Welcome to Ivo Studio. My name is Tia Rahkonen and I'm working as a concept designer at Ivo. Today we have really interesting guests all the way from Australia, where Ivo has its own launch team. We're going to be meeting the two of the key members of the team and they're going to be telling us what is Ivo doing in Australia? What is this all about? Tony and Miguel, welcome to Ivo Studio. Hi, Tia. Really happy to be here. <laughs> Hi, Tia. I'm here. Very, it's great to have you here. Um, so today we're going to discuss um, what's going on in Australia. What is Ivo doing in Australia? It's far away from Finland. So today you're here to tell, tell me and everyone else more about that. So to get to know you a little better, uh, could you please introduce yourselves and tell a little bit about your backgrounds and your positions at Ivo Company? Shall I kick off, Miguel? So um, Tia, I have a legal background, law and finance originally, and I've been involved out here in Australia in some AI startups and uh, also in the life sciences area. And uh, I have, I was running an AI company at the time that uh, I first became involved uh, with iWork. And Miguel has been a long-standing friend and business colleague of mine for uh, nearly 20 years. Well, thanks, Tony. Um, I, I'm Miguel. I've been involved in, in IT for well over 30 years, had my IT company. And in fact, that's how I actually got to meet Tony many, many years ago, doing a computer system in one of his organizations. Uh, Tony brought me along on the, to introduce me to ATSO earlier in the year. I saw the uh, the IWO program, understood a little bit about his business, and I was very, very keen to get involved and see if I could help as well. Actually, Tia, this, uh, the whole relationship started quite by chance. Uh, it, uh, it started actually uh, in a local bistro in Perth where there was a, a, a Scandinavian gentleman, actually a Finnish gentleman, who was uh, trying to get a table and the restaurant was completely full and I was sitting uh, with three spare seats. So I, 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 offered, uh, I offered him a seat and he sat down and uh, I asked him what he, what he, uh, he worked in. He said, oh, well, I work in, uh, in AI. And I said, well, that's it's, it's a great coincidence. I, I'm, I'm involved in an AI startup as well. And so uh, that, that chance meeting uh, in, in, a, in a suburban uh, bistro in Perth eventually led to me meeting uh, Atso when he was out in, in Australia. And the whole thing has sort of developed over the past 12 months from there. Wow, that's a very, oh my, oh, that's, that's a great story. <laughs> Quite a coincidence. So, so we were, look, we were very impressed, both Miguel and myself, when we first saw the technology. Um, the, the fact that um, that Atso and the team had been able to come up with an entirely uh, new approach to qualitative analytics and uh, and be able to roll that out in such a rapid uh, time uh, in Finland um, really got us thinking about the potential um, in our own country and in the region. So it was really that kind of meeting him, hearing the story, learning about the the novelty of the approach and then being able to uh, to uh, come up with a way that we could uh, we could we could launch the service in Australia. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, Tony, and also understanding a little bit about the formation of the company and having the anthropologists and and the scientists and, um, you know, a, a really um, nice culture about the way the business has been evolved. It's not just about the business, it, the way the business has been designed, I'm quite impressed with that. And and I think that culture has actually 
portrayed through all of the staff over in Finland and the way we're trying to develop our team over here in Australia as well. Mm. Yeah, I think there are some, uh, yeah, there's some, some similarities, aren't there, um, Miguel, about the cultures, um, the sort of no-nonsense, no, minimal formality approach. I think perhaps the Finns and, uh, and the Australians are similar like that, so less flim-flam and more kind of uh, what can you practically do. And that, that was something, obviously, that that's impressive about Atso. He's a very, he's a very practical uh, businessman. So, so the whole idea, I think, of, of the service is to solve problems uh, for both companies and, and for government. And uh, if you can do that, of course, uh, people, people beat a path to your door. And uh, we think that we can, or we hope that we can replicate the same kind of success that you've been having over there in Finland, um, in, our, in our own country, in our own market. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So, um, um, so usually we like to tell our potential clients or, or people who are interested in our um, service that what are the differences between qualitative analytics and, and other other services like text analytics because that, that usually confuses yeah. people. So what, do you, what would you say, what, what makes qualitative analytics so unique? What impressed you the most? Well, that's that's a really good question, Tia. Um, and I think um, in Australia, I'm not sure whether they have it in Finland, but in Australia, quite often now, there is a survey that you're either um, asked or requested to do at the end of a telephone call or at the end of an email, they say, can you please fill out a survey? And those surveys are, are the sort of quantitative analysis. It's, a, it's, a, it's either a, a one, two, three, four, five, a net promoter score. They, yeah, they, yeah, or a yes or a no type thing, right? Um, and I, I'm seeing them more and more frequently. Uh, and obviously, the organisations that sit behind them are desperate to gather data on what the customers are really feeling about their product or their service. With the qualitative analysis, which is what IWO absolutely specialises in, it's far more um, human in its approach. It's, uh, it's identifying words, phrases, sentiments, themes, and it's, and it's taking all of that and bringing it into a way that has never been done commercially before. And I think one of the things that really struck me is that if we're able to um, develop this uh, into the Australian market, I think it will be incredibly successful. Um, I'll give you an example. If there was a... Um, uh, a new product that had just come out and they said do you like it one two three or five and you just do your scores but what happens if you say i don't like the label you can't actually say that but with 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 the uh iwo system it'll pick up the text it'll pick up uh the call center it's an omni-channel experience so if there's enough people that say i don't like the label then the people who are manufacturing the product can modify it or identify it or change it whereas in the static analysis, the word label doesn't even come up, so you won't even be able to find that data. What do you think, Tony? Yeah, the, the I really like the stories that so tells about how uh, you know it, the system can find hidden data, it can find hidden themes, and uh, 
the Brexit analysis, you know, where football was one of the factors that the that the English were worrying about, in the, which no one would have ever anticipated, uh, is one. And there's another one that he tells, you know, regarding the postal service. So uh, we have similar things here in Australia. You know, people don't sometimes in the banks and others, they don't really understand why customers are complaining. You know, they, they, they know there are complaints and they know they relate to to uh, to charges, for instance, but they're not really sure below that, what is it that's got got people upset or what would they like? And I think the power of, of IWO's system is that it's able to drill down to those those types of concerns and themes. And it's really that sort of value. And, and that's the type of feedback we're already getting when we start talking to large organizations here. They say, look, we've got masses of data, we've got all these surveys, we've got all these copies of net promoter scores, but what, what do they mean? And uh, some guidance in, all right, this, this is really what people are thinking about. The other factor in Australia that's quite interesting, we're, we're a huge country, as you, you're probably aware. Um, Landmass-wise, we're one and a half times the size of Europe. So mm -hmm. we've only got 25 million people, but they're scattered in this huge area and very diverse uh, geographically, climatically, all sorts of things. So what people might be thinking in northern Queensland may not be what they're thinking over here in West Australia. And uh, a system that can, can do this omni-channel analytics um, and drill down to uh, a region, a, you know, a certain part of the country, uh, is very valuable. And, uh, you know, the banking services, the, some of the national, the, the national companies like the telcos and people like that uh, can look at diff different demographic areas. They can look at different geographic areas and, uh, and, get, and derive a lot of information, particularly out of their call centre data. So... Um, yeah, I think it's it's going to be um, very useful to a variety of customers here, probably in the similar sort of verticals to what you've been you've been addressing in Finland. You've already met um, some local organisations uh, in Australia. Yep. So have you have you talked about the the big steps or goals for the future uh, with with your Australian launch team? What are the big big goals that you're you'll be focusing on? We targeted initially um, about uh, eight or, or nine different verticals. So telecom, energy, banking, and, and a series of others. And then we looked at the leading companies in those sectors. And they were a combination of both uh, national companies and, and because we're based in West Australia, West Australian companies. So the goal was to introduce the system to at least one or two in each of those verticals and to have them commence um, to, to, to commence to use the system, provide us with some feedback and if necessary, any tailoring that we might need to do for the Australian market. And then of course, to have them as reference customers in the same way as you've been able to do in Finland. Because really the, the progress in Finland has been quite remarkable. Um, I think Miguel, in the time frame, the number of companies and the range of companies that they've been able to, to assemble. It's actually quite astounding, Tony. Um, the, you know, every time I go back and speak to the team back in Finland, there's another major player on board. Um, so the uptake is is huge. I'd be very interested to see uh, how many people actually say no to actually how many people say yes when they're actually part of the system. And um, and and that also brings me to one quite nice little point. You know, the, I understand that the the uploading and uh, an onboarding of uh, of IWO into an organisation can normally be done in a few days, um, which is which is quite remarkable because generally when you start putting in a full AI system that interrogates, you know, multi-layers of data, whether it's 
written documentation, whether it's call center tapes, whether it's emails, whether it's uh, social media, to have all that data being analyzed in, in a very, very short period of time is, is unique in itself. Uh, and the fact that the training is to, to utilize the program is virtually, you know, the user experience is quite, is quite pleasant. You can sit down in front of it and it's quite intuitive. You're not having to learn, I've got to push F3, da, da, da. it's none of that stuff. It's, it's very simple to use. But I suppose one of the key things that came out of a meeting we had uh, a couple of days ago with one of Australia's largest banks was the ability to drill down into multiple layers and go further and further down and understanding the data at a very, very high level of accuracy. Um, and I'll give you an example. Um, if you've got a, a, a query coming in about uh, bank fees, and uh, they just see that all the time, but to be able to say, well, that bank fee inquiry came from this particular state, that particular city, that particular branch, to be able to drill down to, so that the, the, the actions from the senior management can go directly to the source of the inquiry or the source of the, of the problem. So, so for me, that's one of the, the key things about this IWA program and how it will be so well adopted and adapted here in Australia. I think the biggest challenge here is going to actually be sh just be showing um, potential customers how different it is, because there are a lot of uh, similar types. Uh, I don't say similar to, to IWA, but there are a lot of other types of analytics systems which have pretty similar features, and. Um, I think uh, some of the people who first look at IWO, you know, wonder, uh, you know, firstly, can you really do this? Because they seem very surprised that you're able to onboard so quickly and, uh, and, and have the AI actually go and do the analytics without having to uh, train it or, or prompt it with surveys or keywords. Uh, so I think our, our challenge here is really to firstly try and, and articulate the difference and then secondly, get them to use it. So th this idea of, of, of short pilot periods where people actually get to look at what it, what it can do in terms of uh, getting information out of their, out of their data, um, I think is a great idea. So, um, so we're, in, we're sort of in the, the early stages of that project and the reception's been very good. I mean, you've already uh, put information up on your site about the first customer, which is uh, Nearmap. So this, uh, this, this big um, aerial imaging company, which actually started in Perth. It's, it's now um, a multinational, but it, it originally started here in, uh, in our city. And uh, that was a nice, I suppose, early customer. But uh, there are, there'll be, we're, we're very confident, there'll be a number of others coming very shortly uh, onto the, uh, on, into the family. And um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, any differences of view between um, the utility of, of, of the service here and, and of course, um, how it might be uh, performing currently in Finland. Um, one of the areas here that I think is going to be very, very um, interesting and, and, and quite challenging um, is, is the post-COVID environment or the, the environment sort of coming out of COVID here. So we've had the usual lockdowns, very large economic disruption, uh, border closures. So uh, my own states are locked up. You, you can't really get in and out unless you go through the quarantine period. So there's a lot of organizations um, and, and governments, uh, government departments as well, trying to work out, you know, how are people going to, to behave uh, in the future about this? Whether it's, you know, are they going to spend money? Are they going to, um, you know, are, they, are people going to uh, travel again? Um, where are they going to travel? You know, there's all sorts of um, 
issues that the governments want to know. Um, and if they can't plan that, it makes it extremely difficult to uh, to to formulate good policies. So uh, we've we've been focusing in this conversation a lot about about you know private businesses and corporations, but I think here uh, government as well, um, state and federal government, um, and the departments like health. Uh, social services, um, transportation, education—all of these uh, could could benefit from the sort of analytics that um, that I was able to do. Yeah, and um, that, that's that's true, and I think I think that's the that's the uniqueness of, of our service that it it suits to everybody uh, regardless of the business sector. So, um, what are the key key benefits uh, of launching the service, our IVA service in Australia? Here, I think I think there are a couple of main benefits. I mean, one's clearly the size of the economy. It's it's surprisingly large for such a, a small population. So we're about the 14th largest uh, country by G- uh, GDP. Uh, so is it, there's a big economy here that you can you can launch the service into banks, telcos, energy companies, and large government departments. But um, an, another good reason is is it's such a good springboard into into Asia and particularly Southeast Asia. So we're on the same time zone from Perth into Singapore. Uh, it's actually closer to fly to Singapore than to fly to Sydney. <laughs> so um, what what we've been able to do already, we've already reached out to to a large banking group based in Singapore, and I, I expect that we'll be able to use the operations here in Australia, um, both as uh, reference customers, but also as a springboard into places like uh, uh, like Thailand, uh, North Asia, Korea, Japan, and, and and other countries in the region, and then ultimately, of course, into the United States. So. Um Miguel, um, what do you think? Because uh, when you when you go, go and present uh, our IBA service to to organisations, there are quite a, quite um, many benefits that uh, our service can provide to to businesses. So, what would you say? What are the main main benefits that um, our a, service provides? That's a really good question, Tia. Um, you know, I've been through the, developing a lot of the marketing material behind the scenes for the last six months, and over that time, you get to become very intimate with what is actually the system is really about. So, I suppose for me, there's there's three real main points that I like about this. The first thing is it's an omni-channel experience, and I think I might have mentioned this a little earlier. The fact that it can interrogate and review your, your SMSs, your telephone calls at a call center that are recorded, your data that comes in uh, in emails, uh, the social media, this omni level of data that can come through and the ability for the IWO system to be able to review this information in real time and then bring out reports that could be passed on to management and various departments within an organization. And I'll give you a very simple example. You've got a call center with let's say 100 people sitting in a call center working eight hours a day there's 800 hours per day worth of call center data that's going through you multiply that by a week you know so you've got 4,000 hours worth of data now our experience has shown from the research we've done that each one hour of, of recording time on a call center takes up to six hours of reviewing to come up with a report so that 4,000 hours of phone calls at a call center in just one week would take effectively 24 hours, 1,000 hours of man time to review it all, 
identify what the sentiments are, and then come back with a report. And then you've still got the issue of someone being subjective with their views on what that call actually meant. With the IWO system, however, this thing will review the data coming through a call centre in real time. So that 800 hours worth of call centre time that was recorded that day, following morning is available for review. And it will pick up diamonds in the rough, conversations and things that were never ever picked up, like I mentioned earlier on about the label on that little bottle. So for me, that's a real key thing for me, the fact that it can do it. And this drives it all from one fact. It's not set by keywords. We're not looking for the word interest. We're not looking for the word fee. We're not looking for the word uh, COVID or recession. It, it will automatically find them and identify them and drill down further and further and further so that the management can understand exactly what it is. So for me, this is, this is a game changer. And I've heard the word disruptive technology said hundreds and hundreds of times. But mark my words, this is a true disruptive technology. Thank you, Miguel. That was a really, really uh, good ending to our conversation. And thank you, Tony and Miguel, for both of you. This was very interesting to have you here. We are very excited that we have yeah. this unique um, Australian launch team. Um, and yeah. it was look great to have you. Thank you. And yeah, so until next time, um, this was Ivo Studio and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. <laughs>